listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from Edmond, Oklahoma, where I am happy that I spent five dollars at a garage sale. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where I'm off the injured reserve. I'm Andrew Hoffman. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Off the, what was it, the, the COVID list? Oh, That's the what COVID. they had in the, you know. Well, they had a, they had a, like a full NBA team that was like really good. Or was it NBA or NFL? But I remember there was like a COVID team they put together, people who were out with COVID. Yeah. It was a really good team. <laughs> <laughs> so you're off the really good live uh, golf team, the live COVID golf. Oh, uh, yeah. Team. Still waiting for my, my offer from greg norman on live there but yeah uh, yeah if they you know if they need a live golf podcaster maybe you know maybe i can apply dude i think you'd kill it as an announcer i don't know <laughs> i don't know if you could get used to the camera but you could you could just you know you're already used to talking no no there's Mike, there's Mike golf Mike. podcast no oh, is there okay not, oh yeah yeah there's but uh i think no, we, found, we found our exit strategy yeah, yeah, just be really into live golf. Pretend to be super enthusiastic about it, like the st- stupid teams that no one actually cares about. Pretend it's the greatest idea ever. But is that what they did? They divide it up into teams. So yeah, forty-eight players, twelve teams of four, hmm. and so you're playing for you're just playing your individual ball. Mm-hmm. There's no team game, but then they take uh, two of the four scores the first two days, and then three of the four scores the last day, which makes it a little more volatile. And then that's your total team scores, you know, worth a couple million, and then your individual is worth like four million. It's crazy, crazy money. But yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I, think, I think I speak for everybody when I say I'm sorry I asked. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
No, I actually had no idea that all this was going on. And so th- it's actually hit mainstream news now. You hear there's like a a live takedown of like you know or a takedown of Donald Trump because he's somehow responsible for live and. They're, well, they're playing clips of him saying Saudi Arabia is responsible for 9/11. So how could he team up and offer his courses? It's it's weird how it's you know it's kind of this like side thing that you told us about because you kind of keep your your finger on the beat of uh, or on the pulse of, of, of golf. golf. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's actually coming up geopolitically. It's like oh hey, the Trump likes to live. Oh, oh we gotta get rid of that. Yep. And yeah, I beat Tucker to the punch there. Uh, Tucker Carlson's talking about it. He interviewed Greg Norman. I've, oh, okay. I've actually got a, a clip. I don't know if you want to play it or not, but sure. Does it? Does it? Are we right into that already? I, I didn't even know I was playing into your clip, man. Well, no, I was. I was going to do travel stories first, but uh, yeah, you know. Well, no, let's. I mean, let's hit it. We're already here. I don't know how we're going to get back here. Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. You don't have to play the whole thing. I did not edit it, so if you're if you're bored, feel free to cut it off. Still loading. Oh, eight minutes. All right. Well, uh, I'll let you kind of be the so, judge. So, Gre- Greg Norman, for those who don't know, uh, famous golfer, was the number one player in the world for a while back, like '80s, '90s era. Uh, but he's probably most well known for blowing a six-stroke lead at the Masters. Yeah, like he had a six-stroke lead and and fell apart the you last day. Let's do a teaser. This will be after the donation segment. We'll get to the uh, Tucker Liv okay. Trump thing. So because yep. I was just kind of realizing that the human interest this week way more interesting than uh, the Greg Norman interview. So okay. So yes, I was on. I was on vacation, which was why we got a couple. We had four flashback episodes. Up, yeah, you're the, pumping them out there. The nice. Feed, so that was kind of cool. I got to. So there's probably no one listening to this one because they're like four episodes. They got four episodes to get through, but we shall see. We shall see. They okay. they might skip ahead if they're longtime Revelations Radio News listeners. If they may have heard some of those previously. So we. Um, we had our first visitors from the Northwest, um, my wife's parents and her, one of her sisters and her sister's family. They've got three, three kids kind of all, um, either like pretty much all three, um, junior high through high school age. So they're, they're flying out here and, uh, but instead of flying to Oklahoma City, they're flying to uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, okay? And it was because uh, my brother-in-law, his brother lives in, in that area. So they, their family was going to see, uh, see his brother for a few days before coming up to see us. And um, my mother and father-in-law never really flew before so they just wanted to travel with with the other family there and so I'm like that's fine I'll I'll drive down to to Dallas and pick you up at the airport so uh, leading up to it there's a little bit of drama because my mother-in-law is sick 
and they uh, you know it's had a fever just not feeling well so they you know she has to, I don't know if she had to take a COVID test for flying or or if they wanted to know before they got to the airport but she tested negative and so you know they're like oh we're 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 trying for it and so i'm thinking well we'll see if their flight's on time because you've (laughs) you talked about personal experience with it and just hearing other people's stories it's like every flight's delayed so i'm i'm looking at it and sure enough it's right on time I'm like, oh, this is great. All right, everyone's getting on the plane. Everyone, you know, let's go. So I take off, drive down to drive down to Dallas, and I am um, using my phone as a podcast listening device on the way. But instead of airplane mode, you know, my default, I have the navigation on because I've never never been to the airport. So I'm draining the battery like crazy. You bring a cord. No, I don't. I don't have a, a car charger. What you doing? So like a, just like a little cigarette adapter thing. No, don't have one of those for the for this phone. So, uh, and it was just me because we're it was their flight was coming in in the evening, and I obviously didn't want to have the the kid drag the kids down there and then drag them back in, you know, ten eleven at night. Of course. So get down there, and there's four terminals. The Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, as many people have probably flown through there, is the size of Manhattan. So it's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty big place. And there's uh, they got a lot of different buildings. Yeah. So there's there's four terminals. So it's like okay, we're in Terminal A. So I find Terminal A, go in there, send a text to my. My brother-in-law, like, hey, I'm here, um, but my phone's just about to die. And he's like, oh, well, that's funny, because we just landed in Oklahoma City, because our flight was diverted because of lightning outside of Dallas. <laughs> so they <laughs> so they landed in Oklahoma City. Because uh, the pilot decided, oh, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm gonna run out of fuel, and I barely even noticed the lightning on the way down to Dallas. There was like five minutes of rain, like saw a few streaks of lightning. It was not a big storm system at all. So kind of crazy that they that that pilot felt the need to reroute to Oklahoma City, wait in line for like three other jets to get fueled up before they could take off and come here so it ended up delaying it like another Wait, hour so, so they couldn't just like hop off no yeah. no they were they didn't let anybody off the plane right <laughs> but, okay. okay yeah because okay. i was like oh, i don't know get them a cab from the airport they'll, they'll that's fine but right. uh oh no no they had to stay on the plane and fly down to dallas and, but they were then going to be in Terminal C. So I, I go to Terminal C, go in there, you know, find parking, all that. And by the time I get in there, nope, it's actually going to be Terminal D. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I actually ended up at all four terminals. I only went into three of them. One of them was, was an accident. I couldn't 
get across the exit for the right one. But uh, and then right. so I some rookie rookie maneuvers here with the air so, door, no charger. Yeah, you're right. So I'm I'm out of cell phone. So I'm like, <laughs> how am I gonna find? find them sure. and so i go in there and i'm like it asking the people that work there i'm like so if they're coming out this gate or what door are they coming out you know and they're like well probably this one yeah, but maybe one about a quarter of a mile down that yeah. way yeah. could be either one you know the thing about so. the thing about dallas is it dallas or houston oh shoot now i don't even remember but one of them when you get off of the plane, you're in this like terminal that's like a long hallway, but there's like eight doors that go to one of the roads that circles around the whole airport. So you could go out like any of those doors. Hmm. That might be Houston, though. Might, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think they you could only go one way. Okay. Um, but, well, you could only go like one side or the other. You couldn't go, you know. Sure. But I didn't know which door they were coming out of. But fortunately, guessed right. And my yeah. poor mother-in-law was just just feeling terrible. Oh. And so She's then never she flown before. Is that it? Well, my my father-in-law. I don't, I don't. My wife didn't think he'd ever flown, so he's not a fan. So it was you know true love for them to come out here. Sure. And. Uh, and so, you know, we're back in the van. I've got, you know, my phone's dead, so I'm trying to use one of their f- phones for navigation. They can't figure out why the the voice isn't coming out. So it's like trying to, you know, like look at a phone. But once he, you know, once we found I-35, it's all no problem from there. But, um, but yeah, so she was really miserable. So her time here at our house was spent just being sick. Eventually, uh, my wife took her into, you know, took her into the urgent care and, which she didn't really want to go to. She's like, what if they, you know, tell me I have to go to the hospital for COVID. I don't want to miss the rest of the trip or, you know, so, but we eventually, Took her in, uh, and you know, who with doctors you can either get uh, something worthless or something harmful. So they only did something worthless. They gave gave her antibiotics, which didn't do anything. Um, and so she still, you know, had a a fever for like I don't know, ten days straight, something like that. Um, so the the other walking, family walking pneumonia the other family comes up from comes up from and a, yeah a really bad cough too like a a cough to where she couldn't really breathe some of the time from from the coughing so she was she was hurting and so the other family comes up and they are um, sound unlike what I had I mean I had a break yeah. I had a break in the middle of my you know 10 days it wasn't 10 days straight yeah. That, was, that was what weirded me out is I thought it was better and everything was good for three or four days and then wham again I was like what in the world yeah but, 
a so, very strange uh, summer summertime cold we got going on these days. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. So, and and I forgot to mention. So, right before the trip, she had attended a uh, music camp okay. that she's been a counselor at for years, but she wasn't going to do it this year because she had the big trip coming up and didn't you know didn't really feel up to it. But apparently. You know, no one else wanted to do it, so she got talked into it, and and she got sick. It's up a Seattle area camp. Um, you know, I'm just throwing it out there that there might have been some vaxxed people at a Seattle area camp. Bainbridge? Uh, Shiloh. Oh, okay. I think it's at Shiloh, but... So, yeah, so she was hurting... Uh, the other family comes up. We went to um, the Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum I heard in Oklahoma City. Heard that's amazing. I got the, uh, some good reviews from family members about that place. Yeah, it was. I would go again um, when it's not 105 degrees because there's a lot of some of it outdoors. Yeah, there's quite a bit of outdoor stuff that we couldn't spend too much time on because it was. 105 but um 105 but, when you're sick is well she yeah she didn't go oh good to it yeah but um but i i had the the kiddos there okay. and so it was me just chasing our our youngest around sure. but she had a she did good i mean she was just running around looking at stuff you know people are like oh i haven't even seen the whole museum yet i'm like i've seen it all five times already (laughs) her, but but uh no it's a it's a very cool place there's it's a about as non-woke of a museum as you'll see out there that's good i i do have a little bit of insight from an engineer buddy of mine he said that uh one of the reasons that the oklahoma city downtown area of rejuvenation kind of projects and like community projects do so well is they meet like once every 10 years and then decide what things they want to do and then they try to cram those things in in the next two years like they give themselves hmm. a 24 month window to do it and then eight eight years off and then they come back and do it again but you know they've since I lived here in Oklahoma, I mean, they've moved mountains down there. Literally, they moved I-40 a mile south so that they could make the downtown kind of stretch out and have a, hmm. a real downtown feel. They put Sister Tell Park and all that stuff in there. And that's about when they put the uh, the museum in there as well. I mean, they've, they've, done, they've done a lot. It's, it's a yeah. lot different place than when I was a kid. Here, it was kind of a cultural, I don't want to say wasteland. It was just... They didn't try to even kind of tap into the culture that is here, mm-hmm. but it, the culture that's here is not woke in any way. Like it's, yeah. it's like the federal government sent Indians here, and there was a bunch of <laughs> outlaws that lived here with Indians, and that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. like <laughs> there's no, there's no like so super like- wokeness happening. It's like people who are hard, tough, can survive the Dust Bowl depression. On a, you know, can you imagine if we didn't have air conditioning living here? I yeah. mean, this, you got to be a hardy individual. This is, uh, these are tough people that have lived here for all this time. Yeah, some of the, so they had like teepees outside and like uh, this earthen house. Um, 
And that's what you want, man. Adobe. If you were back yeah. in the the yep. pre mm-hmm. pre air conditioning days, it was like twenty degrees cooler in there than it was outside. Yep, it's pretty crazy how that how that works. But but yeah, we're talking like whole rooms full of like you know buffalo, bear, elk yeah. heads, and like every type of Colt forty five and old rifle you can imagine. But that was it. I mean, um, people talking about like, oh, you don't need a gun. I was like, oh no, the, the, you needed a gun until like five minutes ago in the state. There was a yeah. lot. <laughs> there was a lot going on. There was yeah. you know, buffalo, bison, as far as the eye could see. But the there were a ton of paintings and actual. I was like, oh wow, there's there's still paintings of like, you know, nature scenes <laughs> and like people that you can recognize from the painting and not just this kind of postmodern deformed shapes and put the post whole postmodern art thing. I mean, you will never see this stuff in Portland or Seattle. Just you would never, they would laugh it out of right. any museum up there. But I mean, did you go to the gifts? Was there any Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, books for sale in the <laughs> gift shop? Or I don't believe so. No, no. no there was a Rose Rocks. I believe there was a Paula Dean cookbook in the <laughs> gift shop. <laughs> so that was. Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it was. It was that was a, a good experience. I would recommend that place if anyone's in town. I would I would go again to that. Um, and then we went up, they wanted to go to, uh, to Branson, Missouri. So, and this, so this family is like, they are professional vacationers, right? I mean, like very successful. He's, he runs his own computer software, uh, develop development company. This is your in-laws or? Yeah. Yeah. In-laws. So they had actually planned on taking a trip to DC and seeing all the museums and what have you. And then it, it was COVID. And so they're like, Hey, we, we got to use these plane tickets. We'll come see you in Oklahoma city. So, but we want to go to Branson and then we're going to go on from Branson to, um, St. Louis and go up to Kentucky. And so they're, I think they're only now heading back to the Northwest, but, um, so, you know, everything's like scheduled out, like theme park, the Silver Dollar City amusement park, and then like, you know, multiple shows and what have you. So this is this is not really my speed of vacation. And especially not with our <laughs> with our youngest kiddo. It's like well, we'll be uh, you know, we'll send the wife and older daughter to some of that stuff and I'll be hanging out with the, with the youngest and maybe we'll try and squeeze in some miniature golf at some point. So, um, so Branson, I guess, economic report, uh, in some ways very much. I'm, I'm actually like waited with baited, waiting with bated breath because I grew up. That was like, that was like our Vegas or something. And I, yeah. I, I, like, I don't care about Vegas like as gambling, but like, as a kid, that was like Mecca. You had to go, not Mecca, but like it was like the cool place. Like everybody's yeah. like, let's go to Branson. And there was Silver Dollar City. I must have been to two or three different uh, church 
church camp or church, you know, trips to to uh, Silver Dollar City. So anyway, do you remember what the admission was as a child? I don't. It was probably something like like fifteen or twenty five bucks. If okay. that. So for a nine year old, eighty bucks yeah. for one day. So and it, more for for adults there, but. Um, but packed, you know, like <laughs> we were actually all going to go. And so I, when you say packed, I'm, I assume that everybody was like standing like six feet apart and had masks on. And so that made no. it seem like it was packed. No, I don't. I guess maybe I saw a mask or, or two in <laughs> like the whole time we were in Branson, but very rare. Um, so, yeah, very kind of thriving place and in general it seemed like it was still you know the small businesses were still it's all tourist stuff you know it's all there's a ton of miniature golf courses and go-kart tracks and just all sorts of just family vacation activities and then they've got all the the shows which it is it's it's like a Western slash country slash Christian version of Las Vegas. So there's like, (laughs) you know, um, family music groups and a whole bunch of different stuff. And so the, uh, most of the family went to see, uh, a performance of Jesus. So, which is, um, the sight and sound theater and it, it got rave reviews from our, our group anyway. So it was, that was a good one. Um, it, it took you, you had like a half hour wait pretty much anytime you went to go eat somewhere. And I not like, it didn't have to be a fancy place. We're talking like Cracker Barrel or IHOP. It's like, Oh, half an hour. Oh, we're short staffed. So there, there was some of that, aspect there but compared to northwest places where it's just like you know you gotta wait an hour in line at taco bell because they can't find employees that day um it's definitely a little more a little more functional so we we drove in kind of the back way through the uh through the hills lots of hills around branson and uh and derek and sharon gilbert country but then I, I found out they were actually out of town when we were up there but um shout out to them is the beautiful area up there by branson i mean it really yeah, is you're coming through the ozarks there those are yeah they call those the ozark mountains i know you're from the northwest so you call them the ozark hills but <laughs> yes so there's but they're uh, you know they're pretty steep hills so it's sure. compared to Compared to Oklahoma, definitely hillier. But, well, uh, especially down here in central Oklahoma. I was from, I lived up in Bartlesville in the northwest coror there. And okay. Branson's yeah. not that far from there, and so the topography's mm-hmm. not too crazy different. But yeah, the further west you go, the more flat it gets out here. Yeah, the kind of the northeast part is oh, lots in, more lots I'm more in, trees and, and hills and what have you. Northeast, not northwest. Yeah. I definitely didn't live in the panhandle. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, key takeaway: flying is still 
question, like a little touching. Oh, cold. yeah. And yeah. The sum, and the summer cold continues to baffle everyone. Yeah, there's just... So any, anyway, so then we came back Friday, mm-hmm. and my mother-in-law was finally feeling a, a little bit better, kind of the day before. And so I'm driving... I'm like, I don't feel all that great. And then I'm driving back and I'm going through like, I don't know, a Kleenex every 10 seconds. <laughs> just my nose is just draining. I just feel lousy. So I'm like, Ugh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's allergies. I think I'm getting something. So came back and had a fever and stuff, but um, I felt a little better Saturday kind of went out and mowed the lawn and stuff and uh still had a fever though and then felt a lot better sunday uh it felt better yesterday went and played golf still had a little bit of a fever but uh yeah feeling not totally back to normal but uh, but pretty good now so good 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 for you we're glad to have you back we i, d- I don't have any like uh I don't know. I threw a bunch of stuff. I threw some uh, some niacin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, did but uh, I don't know. sleep sleep seemed to help. But absolutely, yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I thought helped. Sleep and melatonin was the only thing that helped. This was my frustration uh, when I had whatever it is that I had. Um, not, it didn't seem to respond on anything. Yeah, I hit it with you know the 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 famous. What's the, the pack? Zaparto pack or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Zavardo. Zavardo pack. Zavardo pack. Yeah, yeah, with the ivermectin and the doxycycline and the zinc. And it didn't seem to phase it. I hit it with straight ivermectin. didn't seem to phase it. I, I hit it with uh, the niacin. didn't really seem to phase it. I mean, it was just, I don't know, all the stuff that, that supposedly was going to work didn't work and so this new variant i guess is a little bit different in that way the and like i said if anybody ends up getting it i think you know we're talking about possibly ba5 or whatever it is that's going around the only thing that helped really was just give up on your life like <laughs> not literally but like give up on trying to do things try to lay low and then hit some melatonin and try and sleep as long as you can mm-hmm. yes yeah. that was it yeah and it I was uh, coughing and nose was still messed up, so I gave in and took some Nyquil too, and that's which I'm not not a fan of the liver poisoning acetaminophen in there, but uh, yeah, it, it knocked me out and I did feel better well, the next day. But it's like 25 percent alcohol too, so it's probably yep. part of the reason it helped. <laughs> Just yep. cut in there and let you go to sleep, so. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, what do you think it is? It's you know. Adam well, I Kurt I don't think no it, agenda got sick and he seemed to be struggling a bit with it. I struggled, I think, real bad. Um, I don't think you got near as bad as I did, and maybe your mother-in-law was a little bit worse than you. I mean, what what is going on here? What do we got? Is this seems well? I think it's. I think it's a misnomer to even call it a variant. I think it. They're just, you know poisoning us with different different things okay and because even when it first came out 
like we're we're not even talking this one. We're talking uh what was the previous one? Omicron? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Omicron didn't have the same genetics, you know, for whatever you can believe any of that stuff for as COVID. It's like, right. you know, just not related at all. It's just something else they turn loose out of the, the lab. I don't yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that might be what's going on. It could be a variant, although it does seem odd. But this just feels like it's possibly that we are experiencing what is antibody dependent enhancement, where we've started vaccinating the public in the middle of a pandemic, and it's making all these different variants or whatever. But I think that the vaccinated are creating like this strange, you know, it's mutated to this weird thing. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just seems like every single little thing now that comes, I've never heard of a cold this bad in the summer. And here I see it everywhere. People are getting it and they're out. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like, I would get sick maybe once, but in the winter, I can yes, never exactly. get sick in the summer. It's like exactly. uh, this. Yeah, on no agenda, they're referring to summer cold type thing. It's like oh, I never got a. I don't remember getting a summer cold. I don't know. It's I don't. I've, I remember. I remember them at some point. But like I said, I was. I've that was one of the frustrating parts for me too. I'm never. I'm rarely ever sick, and now all of a sudden it's like, I've been sick more in the last six or eight months than I have been in years. Yeah, and I think. Part of that might be because we moved to a new. I don't know. The germs are different here. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, we haven't acclimated to the the poisons they're using here. But yeah, I don't know. And it is. Uh, yeah, it's all fishy as all get out there because it, they had some bad stuff up there in Missouri. I mean, that was Rustizdar, Ohio, and um. A bunch of people close to Derek and Sharon. So yeah. it's yeah, the Midwest is definitely a target, but at the same time, people are just kinda like Yeah, we're not even really gonna talk about it. We're just yeah, like if you're time. sick if you're sick, you're sick, like we're gonna just keep living our lives and if we die, we die. Yeah. I don't have yeah. time for this. Yeah. I don't, I don't have time for this. I don't care. There's like z there's zero like oh we should be locking down we should I told, be I told, <laughs> I told my wife that the other day I was like you know the one thing about here you say a lot of things about it but this I don't, I don't ever think they're gonna be like yeah let's go hide in our houses <laughs> yeah yeah you, you just kind of plug along there but yeah it's so good to be home it was kind of a disappointing trip because of the you know, I mean, they traveled all the way out here, and then mother-in-law didn't really get to spend too much time with her grandkids because she was feeling so lousy. So that was a, a bummer, but uh, was good to to see everyone. So, do they think that you're nuts? No, they're all well. Uh, so the degrees didn't help. 
none of them think we are nuts about the vaccine. None of them took it. So sure, no, no, I didn't mean that. I just meant for moving here. Oh no, no, no! I don't think so. I no. Don't, no, they they weren't um, thrilled about saying it. like, "Oh, this is so wonderful. We're moving here next month." There was none of that either. But <laughs> there was, you know, no. I think they they liked it. But okay. But they, um, yeah. The only thing that that they think I'm nuts for the in-laws is the um, uh, the flatter thing. So they. Oh, you've you've gone ahead and told them that you were uh, a week. Oh yeah, I had them watch the uh, the moon landing debunking film, and they're you know they're pretty convinced by that. But American, is that American Moon? Yeah, American Moon. But then uh, yeah, the the flatter stuff with the, was a bridge too far. There's you know it's. Nephew's wearing a NASA shirt, so we're, we got a ways to go there. But it was <laughs> the NASA shirts are popular these days. Like seriously, he went to some I, I camp up, or something. Yeah, because of my wife, I keep up with the. Uh, but there's like not from NASA, like regular shirts from regular brands with NASA on it. Uh, I got to keep up with some clothing. My wife's uh, clothing yeah. reseller and whatnot but uh yeah nasa big with the skater skater brands right now they all got nasa on there yeah it's kind of well you know they got this new telescope it's amazing i yeah i don't know if you're changing the world they're looking through time i don't know it's, looking back billions of years but, it's actually uh, yeah. uh i don't know i was looking at it and i lost my breath yeah it's breathtaking it took your breath away it's breathtaking i couldn't couldn't handle it so so the it's been a little warm but you know it cooled down a little bit here uh thankful that uh we haven't had wildfires like northern california southern oregon there they they got a big fire and then kentucky floods there was i wasn't really paying attention to that story but that was it was pretty crazy so yeah, you know, it's funny we're talking about the weather. I think I might have to jump right into this. But, I, yeah. you know, I guess Seattle just finished one of their coldest Julys on record. And then the last few days of July, and all of a sudden it gets really hot. Now, you know, all the news people, oh, the Northwest is baking. Yeah. It's baking up there. And it's like, it's relatively hot. Like, it may have hit <laughs> Yeah, the i was like wow because they're talking about in the work oh it's gonna be so hot you know keep your keep your crews hydrated out there today and stuff that i'm looking at it's like well it's like 10 degrees cooler than it is here (laughs) (laughs) whatever Uh, yeah there's is your two-year-old going outside right now yeah yeah there's a kiddie pool right there full of water that's uh probably a little bit cooler so she's gonna sit in that for a while so yeah my my five-year-old is such a wimp for the heat, though. Yeah. She just, she, she'll like, I'll be like, hey, do you want to go outside in the backyard? Yeah, 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 let's go. And she'll walk out there, hit the heat, and turn right back around and be like, hot, hot. In her, <laughs> I don't want to go back in. In but. her defense, it feels like a hairdryer hit you sometimes. Yeah. When you open the door, you're like, oh my gosh. I'm glad I got my son to hydrate. That was, I think I told you about that off air, but that was an issue at first. As he was yeah. 
crashing pretty hard, but we got him like, dude, you have to drink water. This is not Seattle. You must drink a lot of water. You're, you're not gonna just absorb your fluids through the through the air through the rain. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness he uh, listened and he's been he's been great. It's a kid, he's got amazing genetics, and not for me because he's so tan. I'm like I have to worry about sunburn, and this kid is just like ah, fine. He just just looks like he was a, he looks like a native other than his uh, his uh, blonde hair. He's tanner and tanner. So. Anyway, speaking of weather, I've been thinking over the last few weeks while you were gone. You know, some of the ponds around here are getting lower. And then you got that famous lake, what is it, in Nevada, where the you know they're finding old cars and people have been missing for years. And all these water levels are going down. Which Lake Mead? Yeah, Lake Mead, which perfectly coincides with the great reset meanwhile they're driving up the price of gas and saying it's the fault of ukraine and they're basically kind of like explosions uh, at the hoover dam just nothing to worry about just that just happens randomly explosions at hoover dam i don't know if you caught chris you probably didn't but chris white's last podcast he talked about like they're basically it feels like they're just going to force this global warming thing on us Mm mm-hmm even if we know no, it's I did not, listen to that yeah. even if we know it's not real right yep and they, I, I grew up here and it's been hot I remember having to mow the lawn in July man I could probably give you a year depending on how big I was like 94 95 somewhere in that range it's like 111 degrees outside like that was you <laughs> know that that actually happened I remember seeing that so it's not insanely unheard of to be this hot here but it was over 100 for like three it was like 27 of the last 30 days that's significant i mean that's uh Mm -hmm. it's starting to so i'm thinking to myself self how convenient that they're trying to push this thing through whether we believe it or not and meanwhile we have hot temperatures all across the country and very little rain and i started thinking to myself you know if you could manipulate the weather this would be which they can this would be the time to do it and so i found some clips a couple couple short ones but uh i think these are uh (laughs) these are worth playing these uh this is from a documentary which was uh rather mainstream from about five or six years ago um i thought this was of of note to kind of think about in the context of good old klaus schwab bill gates and the great reset and how it just so happens they're going to sell us on climate change and it's hotter than heck and there's no rain can we engineer the weather Cloud seeding is a form of weather modification that can produce what we want more or less of, more rain or snow, or even smaller hail pellets. China is building the world's largest weather modification system to artificially enhance rain that will cover an area of over 2.1 million square miles by 2025. Today, at least 52 countries across the globe are using some sort of weather modification program. While it may sound too good to be true, 
The technology has been around for more than 75 years. Clouds are made up of tiny water droplets. Groups of droplets form water vapor or ice crystals. By itself, this water vapor isn't dense enough to fall to the ground as precipitation. Instead, it rises until it becomes supercooled and condenses around tiny particles of dust in the sky called condensation nuclei. It takes billions of these condensed water droplets to form a visible cloud. In cloud seeding, a seeding agent is used as the condensation nuclei. Typical seeding agents are chemicals such as silver iodide, potassium iodide, or solid carbon dioxide. These are shot into clouds by rockets or sprayed into clouds using drones or aircraft. Unattached supercooled water vapor molecules in the clouds condense around these particles. The condensed water vapor droplets then group together, becoming larger and heavier. This process continues until the droplets are large enough to fall as rain. Recently, the UAE created artificial rain using drones. These drones targeted certain clouds with electrical discharges through concentrated lasers to force water droplets to pool in the air, triggering the desired rainfall. Today, the largest cloud seeding system in the world is found in China. China creates 55 billion tons of artificial rain a year. Other countries are also looking to ramp up cloud seeding efforts in the hope of increasing Increasing rainfall in future crops. Uh, I haven't heard about this on the news, and it seems like it's being deliberately kept from us so that we don't start asking questions about this whole global warming scheme. Yeah. Yeah, so what, uh, what documentary was that? I'll have to link it up in the show notes, but uh, I, had, I, I stole the clip from a video that looked like it had been reposted. I mean, this, this seems like they're trying to remove it. Okay, so the uh, we always talk about Franken skies. People should check that out if they haven't watched sure. that one. And that goes through kind of the history of weather manipulation. And you know, like I've said before, all these, every drought and every flood is optional. Like the technology to yep. prevent them has been around for sixty years. And 60, 70 years now. But. This clip pro- this clip provides two of my favorite things, Jeremy Clarkson and his hilarious attitude, and then your favorite thing, NASA. Yeah. Have you seen this clip? I don't know. So, no. so they let Clarkson come and tour a certain machine they have in NASA. if you can't hear what I'm saying. Um, I couldn't even hear myself. This is the loudest sound you could possibly conceive. And, as it turns out, the cleanest. Now, the most amazing thing is that that cloud up there, which was generated by the engine, is just a mixture of hydrogen and oxygen. It's water vapour. And in about an hour's time, someone in Mississippi is going to get wet washing. It will actually rain. I told you. It's raining. (laughs) That's unbelievable. NASA's playing God. 
It's making its own weather. Hmm. NASA's mm. playing God, making their own weather. So they let Clarkson tour this thing, and it's a it's a sight to behold. Uh, I'll link a like a link to the uh, video in the show notes. But this machine, it looks like a rocket launcher with no rocket. Instead, on the side of it, it just has this huge door and this blasting out. It basically looks like a, a vaporizer uh, that you would put in your in your room, like a humidifier <laughs> or whatever. Where it just, you know, but it's like on a scale where it just makes this huge cloud and then it lifts up into the sky almost like smoke and then drifts over and begins to rain. So that's interesting. You put that together with the clip we just heard about the UAE using drones and China manipulating their weather to use, you know, to increase their crops. And then you put that together with the old Great Reset. Record high temperatures. It's too dry everywhere, and well, it seems like they're just going to cram this down our throats by manipulating the weather. Yeah, and well, and the chemtrails. One of the main things that they do is dry out the trees. You know, on the Pacific Coast, if you were getting a normal amount of rain, like this stuff wouldn't wouldn't burn instantly the way it is you know you've got 100 year old trees going up in seconds and it's because they've been sprayed with this junk for years now and i mean you see clips from the fire it it does not look natural at all and they they talk about the fire is so intense that it's creating its own uh weather systems and and causing lightning which is spreading the fire it's like oh man yeah this is <laughs> you know, I'd, well, it was so hot I've, I've, in England. I've kind of been on the. But it was so hot in England that some of the trees were just catching fire, just spontaneous combustion. Yeah, no, they were. <laughs> it's really just like the, yeah. it was hot, and then there was trees on fire. Yeah, climate change, streets melting, and Air, yeah. uh, airport runways. Airport. Runways. So this is, yeah, just you know, I think it's. It's important to remember that there is some level of intentionality behind all this stuff. Yeah. Because they could, they could make sure that like, oh man, it's been really dry in, you know, Texas or wherever. Like, let's do some cloud seeding, make sure they get some rain before, before we have to kill off a bunch of cattle when we can't process them and create a food shortage. You know, this is all. It's a. It is a war. But instead, it's it's more like Chris White said on his most recent podcast, which is a all-out war on the 2022 harvest. Just mm-hmm. war in Ukraine, drought, just as much as stuff as they can possibly throw at messing up the harvest. Yep. Fires at food plants, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, multiple plane crashes into food plants. I mean, what, just, I don't know, it's... It's craziness. It it is definitely an agenda, and what Chris said about how, you know, they don't really care if we know, you know, and they just have to have the enough of a story. It's kind of like the Biden election, you know, hundred percent like the Biden election. They just needed the the polls. The whole point of the polls saying that Biden was ahead when everyone could tell he was that no one liked Biden or was voting for Biden 
was that that then gives the story when you steal the election. So the same thing with the global warming thing. You know, then when you're manipulating the weather, you could say, see, global warming, we knew this would happen. You know, we've been predicting it. You you guys made fun of us when it snowed, but we said, no, it's, it's global warming, it's climate change. It's all because of, you know, cows and pigs and How stuff like that. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. Got Greta. But, uh. Yeah, that's, no, it's it's. Yeah. That is, I mean, that that is, along with the kind of surveillance state slash medical martial law vaccine state. That's definitely the biggest part of the agenda there. Oh, and don't don't leave out uh, fuel. Yeah. Gasoline. Yep. Gasoline and, and natural gas and you know all those. Evil, evil gases. Yeah. Carbon dioxide. It's like, it's almost like the people who are complaining about carbon dioxide polluting the earth are the same, <laughs> pe- are the same people spraying carbon and sodium dioxide and uh, aluminum into the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's to prevent global warming too, Tim. That's oh. and the, those are just experiments. They're not spraying us all. They're just experimentally spraying us all constantly. It's it's weird. Every time I think about that, when you say that's to prevent global warming, there was a weird movie. I think it was the Animatrix, which was like this uh, animated spin-off of The Matrix. And I honestly don't remember anything about it, whether it's worth watching or not. I'm sure it's not. But in that movie, the robots supposedly figure out that humans... No, 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 it was the, op- it was the opposite. Humans figure out that the robots are using the sun to replenish their battery cells via solar power, and so they blot out the sun. I think that's in the regular Matrix too. No, that's in the regular Matrix. Yeah, it's well, it's got kind of Morpheus a, telling the sure, yeah, yeah, that's right. In, in, in the Animatrix, they show an animated version of that. That's what it is. Oh, okay. So anyway, but it's just it's odd. The whole this whole thing is odd. So. Yeah. Well, our our friend James Corbett has been doing some excellent work lately. Have you seen his recent series? Of course, I've seen it. I actually, for some reason, missed the first one and then started, like, was halfway through the second one before I'm like, oh, I gotta go back and listen to the first one. So, yeah. Kind of so catching the, up the, right now. The Media Matrix, it's all, all three parts are out now. So, people should definitely check that out if they haven't seen it yet. And he also had uh, his recent newsletter was Technocracy is Insane, Anti Human, and It Will Fail. Which was was very good. Um, it does all still feel like a lot of this should fail too. That part still feels real, right? Which is the like there. Are, yeah, I mean that's kind of Chris White's theory of it, right? You know the well, I could list the Antichrist that. will def- defeat the new world order. Sure, and I'm not just talking about that. I'm just talking about like right now at this moment, I could rattle off another six countries where there's huge uprisings. Right. I mean, we got Panama. I think Italy is still kind of going crazy. And then there was one other that was, like, super surprising. Uh, oh, Iraq. Iraq is right back to uh, 
you know, the way they were. <laughs> Iran is having issues. I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, here we go. And it's all these uprisings again. And it just seems like everybody everywhere's had it. Yeah. And the politicians are kind of left to still like promote the same old propaganda in the same old ways. And it, but I, I don't think they realize <laughs> that they're just, you know, they're designed to take the heat for this. And that's why you see one politician after another getting either politically taken out or, you know, physically taken out. And I expect that to continue. James, you know, we, James M. Pilato on Media Monarchy played a clip and it was uh, some people walking by Jill Biden. Jill, Dr. Jill, the greatest doctor known to mankind. Uh, and they're like, Jill, Dr. Jill, your your husband is the worst president we've ever had in the history of this country. And she's all, thanks for the support. Thank you. And, and they're like, no, really, you owe us gas money. Your president is a disaster. Your husband is a disaster. It just She's all, thank you. Thank you very much. It's like, okay. It's just completely, just pretend it's not happening. Yeah. What was the, <laughs> the guy like in the coffee shop or something with Trudeau? Like, hey, can I get a picture? And then <laughs> like, like effing communist or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like right to his face. Yeah. But, yeah. Sure, just sits there with a stupid look on his face. So this, um, and James points out that, you know, the technocrats really not that impressive of people. You know, even if we go beyond the, the politicians, it's, uh, I'll just read a, a couple paragraphs here, but, uh, said it's it's strange isn't it on the one hand the typical conspiracy enthusiast will when discussing the machinations of the globalists conjure the image of a cabal of all-knowing all-powerful overlords whose dark power is to be feared and respected and on, on the other hand they're talking about people like klaus schwab i mean really klaus dr oh hell no schwab bill nerd who got stuffed in the locker gates jacinda anyone got some oats <laughs> i like that she does have a horse face mark i can't believe it's not human zuckerberg justin blackface trudeau prince my sweat glands don't work andrew does anyone really believe that this cast of clowns who are paraded in front of the public as the rulers of the world are is anything to be shaken in our boots about and then he goes on to talk about MBS, and he has some stuff I didn't know about, um, which connects back to Live, but uh, we can go there later. So, MBS, the Saudi guy. Oh, got so, it, got it. What's yeah. his name again? Mohammed bin Samar or whatever? Yeah. So, so. I. I don't mean to rain on. I don't mean to be. Negative to our good friend James' uh, editorial. I read that too. What about demons? Well, because it, it yeah, seems like everybody, I, everybody he listed off might be directly serving demons. Yeah. Well, and especially the 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 no sweat glands. Yeah. The and I think reptiles technology. Guys. I mean. You, you kind of need a spiritual explanation for technology stuff. I mean, 
the smartest tech people I know mm-hmm. uh, describe like you, when you're like, okay, how does a fiber ONT work? And they just say, oh, magic. <laughs> you know, it's like, like there's, you know, it's not stuff that people would just figure out. The smartest tech, I, I was going to go a different direction. The smartest tech people I know all try to limit it in their own lives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's why, was it Steve Jobs whose kids yeah. went to the the no computer, no phone, no anything technological school? Yes. And he, yeah. And his, they were... He was like jokingly asked a question when the iPhone first came out, or something. Well, your kids just must love the iPhone. And he turns and looks at her and he says, "We don't allow technology in our house." Yeah, that's for the that's for the pleb children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, it's hard know, too, it's... man. My kid's five years old, and he's already like he's like. You know, he's got friends that play Minecraft on iPads and stuff. I mean, it's it got out of nowhere. All of a sudden, it's like, I want video games. It's like, yeah, that's not happening, buddy. So yeah. <laughs> You can keep wanting that. You want, let's yeah. talk about another uh, bike or some sort of electric motorcycle. You can ride up and down the street, <laughs> but it, you're, you're not getting a uh, an iPad for Minecraft. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. You could, you could probably talk me into a lot other stuff so you need to you start going in that direction yeah i mean he's sporting equipment you know a new outdoor hobby new set of golf clubs fishing gear but yeah Yeah. it's not the ipad will not be something you will you will own anytime soon although i will say one thing i have let him use the ipad for is uh we have uh one of those keyboard piano keyboard things one of the yamaha kind of piano imitation keyboards and uh, there's an app for the iPad that'll actually uh, t- help you learn the piano. He's been doing it since we got out of school. He's been doing it about five weeks. But basically, all the app does is it shows you the keys you need to push. Mm-hmm. And then when you press them on the actual piano, it recognizes what you've played and then gives you a point for t- playing it or not. But he's worked his way up all the way to two hands. Like, that's his version of a video game, basically. He gets to... <laughs> play that's- Good skill. Learn yeah. piano uh, by way of the iPad and, and, and teaching him. But he's like, well, can I play something else in the iPad? I'm like, no, no, no. Literally, just this is it. You just you can play the keyboard while the iPad listens to you. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. There's some good uses for technology. But, uh, you know, they all come with the some sort of a consequence. But anyway, uh, where well, did you go? Yeah, and... It, I think I am probably more on your side of it. I think there's always kind of a another layer. <laughs> you know, it's not like Klaus Schwab is not really the mastermind, right? Sure, sure. But at the same time, I do think it's valid to to say like, you know, these people are losers. Like Absolutely, really, they are. They we are. shouldn't. They fear all, them as they all suck. You know, They're terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't want yeah. to hang out with any of them. Yeah, I don't like sit back and marvel like, oh, he's so cool that he thought of all this. No, I don't, yeah, I don't and think it's that at all. you. You have to have a, a balance of 
paying attention so you don't do things like take the COVID vaccine and also not obsessing on it to the point where your whole life is about, you know, turns into hating and fearing the new world order. There's a great you gotta, meme. You got to live. Absolutely. So. There's a great meme out there. And it's like, basically it's like Matthew McConaughey is in each picture in a different role that he played. And if I think the very first one is like, him in uh, True Detective where he's like smoking the cigarette really hard and his his eyes are humongous and it's like realizing the world is run by satanic pedophiles and then it's like each each one goes and it's like he's like completely gaunt in one of them and it's like there's no hope for humanity we're gonna you know the very <laughs> last one is like him walking his, I don't even remember what role it is but he's like this huge smile and he's long hair and he's a hippie and it just says realizing the best thing you can possibly do is to improve yourself every day and live your best life so that you know live as a good example for others and you know change the world the best way that you can it's like the progressions of a (laughs) conspiracy theorist yeah yeah it all comes down to (laughs) you gonna worship god or worship uh worship the new world order and scientism and technocracy and the rest of it so it's much much better to live as we were designed to live to the extent that we can in in this fallen world there when you say live as we were designed to live do you mean live in like a really tall really long pod city (laughs) that was no okay not so much well i came across this i already sent it to you but uh yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play this thing. For too long, humanity has existed within dysfunctional and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is. T- Hold on a second, there, Professor. Wasn't it the globalist ideas for us all to live in cities? Like, aren't we basically now in cities? Because, like, how are you going to put everybody in a city? Well, literally, the f- literally move them into cities in China, then blame us for right. cities. Well, it's yeah, kind of an ongoing process since industrial revolution times. But. Yeah. For too long, humanity has loud, existed though. within dysfunctional and polluted. I don't know if there's any way to cities that ignore that. nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The Lions communities are organized in three dimensions. Residents have access to all their daily needs within five-minute walk neighborhoods. And the Lions infrastructure makes it possible to travel end-to-end in 20 minutes with no need for cars, resulting in zero carbon emissions. By leveraging AI technology, services are autonomous, saving you time and effort. Designed by world-leading architects, the line is 500 meters tall, 200 meters wide, 170 kilometers long, and housed within an elegant mirror glass facade. 
intelligent solutions create efficiency and year-round temperate microclimate with natural ventilation. Energy and water supplies are 100% renewable. The line is designed as a series of unique communities, offering a wealth of amenities, providing equitable views and immediate access to the surrounding nature. With 40% of the world accessible within six hours, at the heart of the globe's key trade routes, a place for commerce and communities to thrive like nothing on earth seen before. The Line, the city that delivers new wonders for the world. Yay! I guess a lot of that is visual. You have to see this. The Line. Great name. 500 meter tall mirrored facade of a uh, city. And where is that? Or what's, whose idea is that? Or what's the... Uh, well, that is a great question. It was... It's actually... I can't remember. It's a billionaire... That's not MBS's thing. Uh, I'll look further into that. Sorry. I don't find think... It right now, but it was... yeah. The line in Saudi Arabia. Oh, it is in Saudi Arabia? Maybe it is the yeah, same place. it is. Designs unveiled for one building city stretching 106 miles in Saudi Arabia. The line is touted as a one building city. The Neom thing? That's yeah. what... what uh, Neom.com. Nifty web design that billions and billions of dollars can buy you. But... Uh, Neom is a vision of what a new future might look like. It's an attempt to do something that's never been done before, and it's coming at a time when the world will need fresh thinking and new solutions. Simply put, Neom will be a destination, a home for people who dream big and want to be part of a building a new model for sustainable living, working, and prospering. It's like, oh, it's amazing. Even the supposed other side... Uh, you know, Saudi Arabia, Russia, China, hmm, all still in on the whole COVID thing, all still in on the whole sustainability deal. It's just, just interesting. This, uh, yeah, this video on, on this website's even better. This, uh, just keeps, keeps going. Keeps going. The uh, the line. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's uh crazy. Crazy that the Saudi Arabia. Yeah, there there we go. Two parallel megastructures as tall as the Empire State Building that would extend horizontally for dozens of miles. <laughs> uh, and they both yeah. are they both have a completely mirrored facade so wouldn't you look out the window of one side <laughs> yeah. of it and stare at a if you walked between the buildings you would roast of the <laughs> reflected sunlight maybe that's the plan this is where we'll send <laughs> they just, this is where we'll send you must Andrew. walk down the alley and be fried to, Andrew and yeah. Tim to the courtyard Andrew yeah. and Tim to the courtyard Where where's that building I, is it in the UK where if you stand in the wrong spot on the street during the wrong time of day you can get like seriously burned oh i don't know because they've got a they've got a whole bunch of glass but it's kind of a curved glass thing that makes it that concentrates the sunlight when it hits it at the wrong part of the day oh that like some crazy temperature they call that building the egg but it's 
moderately fa- phallus looking, of course, there, right in the middle of London. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. 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 So I didn't know about this, but it, it can burn you. Yeah. Mm, so it's good. It can burn you. It's burned like car tires before. <laughs> so who wants to live in this line? I mean, who wants to live? Uh, I love they like they very first started it, and there's all this like technological graphics and science. There's so much science being sprinkled throughout the whole thing. And they're like, we build communities in three dimensions, and it's like, okay, I understand what they mean, like literarily, like English, like three three dimensions, like it's going to be going up as well. But like, aren't all communities built in three? Like, what, <laughs> seriously, isn't everything in three dimensions? Like, what? Yeah. We build communities in three dimensions. You mean four dimensions? I mean, do you know how easy it would be to completely exterminate entire sections of that place? You just basically like, ah, section 14, yeah. section 14 is having a revolt. Let's go ahead and quarantine them. Uh, somebody broke out with COVID. Let's uh, go ahead and start from this guy all the way out about 75 feet on either side. We'll just quarantine everybody in this area. Let's uh, close all the hatches. Let them know, hey, that everything will be fine. They'll they just uh, have to uh, be, stay out of that area until the sickness is cleared. And then just, you know, we just gas them all and get rid of the people <laughs> and then open it back up and let other people know that, hey, we have uh, new accommodations available for them. Yeah. And you know what, what if you need to this? get to the other end? Where I don't. Four minutes. <laughs> you can get there in four minutes. There's high speed transport, they say. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. yeah. Four just minutes, a... end to end. Don't you listen, Andrew? Come on, man. No. Science. Science, yeah. Andrew. Science. Neom. You know what's one thing you would definitely not need if you lived in this uh, uh, city? A car? God. Yeah. No, that's uh, Jockey Lul, the meaning of the city. That's what he talks about is that the human city is man's attempt to not need God. Yeah. And that the, the new Jerusalem is like the perfect city created by God, but... And you've led me perfectly into my next clip. Thank you uh, very much, sir. Uh, This is from a movie from 1981. My Dinner with Andre. Have you seen this clip yet? I don't believe I've seen that movie, no. All right. Well, here you go. This is My Dinner with Andre. And uh, think about this, ladies and gentlemen, this written in 1991. Think about it in reference to the line that we just looked at. Think about it in reference to COVID over the last couple of years. Think about it in reference to Jacques Ellul's meaning of the city. Well, why, why do you think that is? I mean, why is that? I mean, is it just because people are, are lazy today or they're bored? I mean, are we just like bored, spoiled children who've just been lying in the bathtub all day, just playing with their plastic duck and now they're just thinking well what can i do (laughs) okay yes we are bored we're all bored now but has it ever occurred to you wally that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks and it's not just a question of individual survival wally but that somebody who's bored is asleep and somebody who's asleep will not say no 
See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand, and he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. And when I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. That we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. See, I think it's quite possible that the 1960s represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished, and that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now, and that from now on, there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing, and there'll be nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being with feelings and thoughts, and that history and memory are right now being erased, and soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet. Built their own concentration camp. <laughs> I can identify with the feeling of, go, get out of here. <laughs> I can too. I can too. I, I can too, and it and it was in response to living in a city. It was yeah. uh, maybe it's just, it has to be a specific city, but that I don't know that building their own concentration camp and then talking about wanting to move out but never actually doing it, and uh, I don't know. It, uh, that, no, that was that was good. I'm glad that you found the longer clip. I had seen the shorter clip, kind of disembodied on Twitter and I didn't even know what movie it's from. It annoys me when people like they'll post stuff, but it's like, tell us where it's from. I don't know. It's like, I mean, you could tell it's an older movie, but I, I'd never seen the movie. So my dinner with Andre, I, it's funny cause there's actually some pop culture references to it, but, uh, which I hadn't even realized before, but basically it's a whole dinner where, uh, the guy's kind of talking about all these different ideas and thoughts and stuff. And uh, anyway, neither neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, that that hit home. I'll tell you that that hit home. Yeah, it's a concentration camp molded by the by the inmates. Yikes! 
<laughs> well, it's uh Have you ever watched The Prisoner? That series? Oh, is this is this one you tell me about every few years? Yep. Yeah. Well, now that we are you know, a few miles apart, I will loan you the DVD set if you would like it. Okay, good. And this is the one where they basically try to Patrick McGowan yeah. Oh, this is this is different. Go ahead. Patrick McGowan, he's the it's a show from back in the day like a British show. Mm-hmm. So, and he's he's the prisoner um on this island and he was like a a former spy and so, you know. But it's very similar themes. I don't want to ruin it too much, but Okay. Well, there's another yeah. movie or show. It's like a reality show. You tell me about every few years where you basically have to escape. Like you're a, re- you're a oh the hunted the hunted, and it's like a yeah. reality show. That was a, a recent show on that only ran for one season on CBS. Yeah, because you can't get away, right? Yeah, it, it it showed that every ATM, every gas station camera. Every intersection, all those cameras are accessible by the FBI and police 24-7. So there's... And every intersection you go through, your license plate's being scanned. Um, So they, you know, they know where you are the whole time. Or if if you're carrying a cell phone, they know where the cell phone is all the time. So it's... Yeah, it, showed, it really showed how far along the control grid is, um, you know, and I think <laughs> that's why they took it off the air pretty fast. But no kidding, yeah, that's yeah. another show I got to figure out how to watch. So, anyway, let's take a, a couple minutes and thank some producers, some contributors. Let's do it. All right. Well, as everybody may have already noticed, there are no ads. I'm not going to do a live read about how I like MeUndies, the softest underwear, or whatever it is. <laughs> um, or I'm not going to do a Simply Safe or any of these. I, I do need to find a new razor, though. If anyone's got any recommendations, send them my way. <laughs> Dollar Shave Club? No, I'm I'm off the Dollar Shave Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I... I was like a Dollar Shave Club original, but first their product intentionally went way downhill so that they would wear out faster. Ah. And then um, then they were bought out, and then they raised their price, and it's just it's not good. It's, it's kind of funny that you kind of being the more old-fashioned one between the two of us kind of... Uh, still using modern razors. I just use a safety razor, my friend. You buy a box of razor blades; they're like ten bucks for a hundred. You screw them into your safety razor, and that's it. The end. You're good. Well, I, by safety razor, what are you? What are you? What are you talking about? I'm talking just about like the old a, twi- a twin blade thing. Yeah, I and mean, that's old- all I had. But the, no, I'm not that's th- what I got from Dollar Shave Club. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where you actually take a razor blade and s- put it in the little thing and screw it up. Oh, 
Nice. The old, the old school. Look, look up, look up Safety Razor. Let's see. Okay. Let's see if yeah, maybe that's safe. what I should do. But it, you can get a. Uh, this is how your grandfather or his father probably shaved. No, they shaved with an axe. No, look at it. Look, at, <laughs> look it up. Safety Razor. Look, look. You can, you can look okay. at it with me right now. It looks. No, that's that's okay. Let's get back to it's donations. The metal thing. Okay. But it's just metal. But good, good recommendation. I might, I might, you know, who makes the razors? Oh, Andrew. <laughs> Anybody. You can get them from anywhere, man. You can okay. get them. They're, if you like, think of an artist representation of a, of a razor blade, where it has two sides, it's like sharp on both sides. Yeah. No, I I know what you're talking about, yeah. but. I just want to make sure that I never spend another dollar with Gillette as long as, as long as I'm alive. So I just have to make sure it's not a Gillette product. No, I think I, I think mine is Merker, which was a uh, German company. So, but then you can get razors from anywhere. There's like, you know, anyway. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and you don't need shaving cream either. You can just use like a little. A little bit of soap and the little brush thing. Old school shaving. You don't need all these newfangled, you know, the Mach 56. It's like it has a battery and it vibrates. And then it's got five blades that drag right. down your neck. And this should just grow a beard. I work from home. This just... episode of Revelations Radio News <laughs> is brought to you by Safety Razors, what your dad used and his dad used, and now apparently is too good, or too, everybody is too good for it, and has sold out to Schick and Gillette. Um, anyway, uh, Revelations Radio News has decided to be a solely listener-supported production. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you are getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter. We count on you to make this work based on the value-for-value value method from No Agenda. Uh, and Adam Curry. Speaking of which, I have some interesting news. I don't have the spreadsheet. So can you open up the spreadsheet over there? Andrew? Um, yeah, I think so. I just had lost it. It locked us out. But I'm back in now. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. I, I will close the loop on my intro and say I'm glad I spent $5 at a garage sale I purchased gosh it was probably a little over a month ago just popped out real quick for a garage sale early in the morning it was a couple couple blocks over uh, just uh, my wife's always looking for stuff to, to resell and so anyway I don't want to get too deep into all that stuff but I bought a Microsoft Surface for five dollars and i i looked at it and i was like excuse me is this really five dollars and she says yeah we haven't used it in years it wasn't working very well and i lost the charging cord so i don't even know if it works anymore but if you want it i'll sell it to you for five bucks so i bought it and within the last week or two i bought a charger and plugged it in and reformatted it and i am currently doing this podcast off of it (laughs) it's pretty awesome and your audio sounds better you sound better to me 
which I'm hoping may add to a little. Oh, do do not talk about audio sounding better at this stage in the game. Okay, it, it could all be terrible on the podcast. But. That's true. That's true. But I'm just telling. I'm telling you right now. I'm loving this thing. It was a well spent five dollars. Uh, See that? I was really hoping that you were gonna. That the story was, is this really five dollars? She would say yes. You'd say, will you take two? <laughs> I can be that guy, but when I'm looking at a surface, I, I just I'm not gonna do that. I just, but I can be that guy. I was actually I've. I've been. I'm a bundler. I'll take two, three, four things and then bundle it and be like, you know, this is this is about you know, it's like adds up to like forty dollars. I'm like, this. I could do thirty on this. It's probably it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody takes it anyway. So anyway, uh, I don't have the spreadsheet on this particular machine because I set this whole thing up to do this podcast sometime earlier today, and it's All right. it's it's wonderful. It's working wonderfully. I basically don't have to unplug. The desktop to bring it into this quieter room that doesn't have echo or isn't near bedrooms uh, i could just bring this little uh, surface in here and do it that way so kind of cool, cool. kind of cool all right well go through the names and if you donated to rrn 282 which was our last live i guess recorded live show um and you deserve a book there's a couple of you eric and david Uh, i have not sent those yet but we'll get them out this week and for this episode uh, we got a donation of 25 dollars from danny in medford oregon thank you danny Mm -hmm. and uh jason which uh his name and location's Familiar, but it looks like I need to send him a book. So, uh, two o from uh, Menominee, Michigan. Menominee. Menominee. I'm, I apologize. I'm as bad as Dvorak with the place names there. So, thank you, Jason. Send us thirty dollars. Uh, John from Swallowfield, Berkshire, UK, sent us $10. Is that a recurring yeah, one? absolutely. Yeah, and... never. I don't remember hearing from John, but I just remember getting $10 from him every single month. Yeah, and uh, Emily from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, also sent us $10, and that's also a recurring donation, so thank you, Emily. So. And that's it. Kind of a doldrums of summer... I mentioned that before one of the flashback episodes we put out. It's like, you're gone. I think a lot of people are out and about doing other things. Um, Well, and we are spending all of our money on gasoline and food. So it's kind of, you know, it's... If I have to hear one more person say, yeah, I'm going to dig into my... uh, I've had to dig into my savings last year or last month to make sure I could, you know, pay for everything. I was like, gosh, it just seems like the seems like what everybody's saying. Yeah, yeah, We're burning burning through this, uh, you know, selling the house and and moving in the the leftover savings money. But the you know some of it I plowed into Bitcoin, so I still have uh, you know like twenty percent of that left. So, 
But Syra, uh, Syra got us a uh, five dollar donation. I think today. I didn't get a chance to update the spreadsheet. So, thank you, Syra, otherwise known as Sean. And I, I guess you could just look at the previous page. Where's Syra from? I'm gonna say something crazy like Reno. Is it Reno? Based off memory. Uh, by previous page, you mean like June? Yeah. Okay, let me see. Yes, you Reno nailed Nevada. it. Reno, yes. Nevada. They didn't say something crazy like, you know, Reno, New Mexico, <laughs> like I did. This. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> famous, famous for that. So, yep, Reno, Nevada. All right, Syra, thank you. Thank you, everybody who donated. If you'd like to donate, if you think that this episode is worth something, that you uh, got something, some value out of it, please send some value back to us. If you think any of those flashback episodes were worth something. Uh, you could always send us some value for those as well. Uh, did you uh, happen to catch any of the flashback episodes or at least see the titles go by? So I saw the... I went to Revelations Radio News, and so I saw the episodes. I have not listened to them over again. Although, uh, let's see... Definitely skip the second flashback. It was like a film, literature, New World Order. Some old guy talking about the Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a... yeah. And uh, but I did. I did want to hear the Contagion. Yeah. Again, and uh, James and Joanne Moriarty. That would be an interesting one too. Yeah, that is. Uh kind of crazy what happened to them absolutely crazy what happened to them and just what they witnessed in europe or excuse me in libya um and just how god got them out of there i mean that's just nuts and then i i figured i'd throw the dr future and the georgia guidestone yeah because we just because, did guidestone stuff yeah. yeah it was topical one thing i got from that episode by the way and i just listened to that i think it was yesterday um you had also Pre, like you studied for that interview with Dr. Future by watching another interview he had done. I guess you were kind of putting in the work because he put in the work to read your book before you were on, which is something most podcast hosts don't do. So you were returning the favor back in 2015 when he was on our show. And one of the things they talked about was there is a time capsule. Oh yeah, the time capsule yeah. on the site there, which I haven't heard anybody mention in these last few days. Talking about oh, they got to destroy it and it's not safe and anything else. It's like, wait, what happens to the time capsule? Another thing was, and is this when it was supposed to be opened? Exactly, too. that's yeah. another thing that comes out in the podcast. Is you're like, well, what's the sign? What's the? How do they know when to open it? And he, you know, he does his best Doctor Future kind of cliffhanger to let everybody know that there's really no answer, or to, you know, to find out by watching the movie. But the answer is there's really no answer, right? And the, they don't know when to. Open. But now we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there actually have been some. There has been some mention of the time capsule, but I haven't seen like. Oh, they're opening it, or it has been opened, or anything like that. It's just like, oh, I wonder if they're going to open the time capsule now. So, well, I just did a. Oh, what is this thing searching? Bing, 
my apologies for searching Bing on the show, but I did Georgia Guidestone and then typed in T-I and it immediately said time capsule. So apparently some people know about it. Yeah. Authorities yeah. eagerly... Yeah, hold on, hold on. Okay, this is a little bit weird. After the destruction of the Georgia Guidestones early Wednesday, authorities eagerly searched for a time capsule buried nearby but found nothing. Hmm. The local government dug beneath a plaque on the monument that promised a time capsule six feet beneath it, but there was no hole. Hmm. That is odd. That is odd. You know, back at Grand Canyon University, we buried a time capsule in year 2000. Did you? But I put some stuff in there, yeah. I think I buried it. So 2050... I think we, I think we buried some time capsule in some grade school thing I did. They're they're gonna wonder why someone ran a student uh, student body president campaign for a former professional wrestler named Little Beaver. So that will there's some campaign campaign propaganda in there. Well, I'll, I'll have you know that in like 7th or 8th grade, we sent some stuff to NASA and they launched it into space. So. <laughs> I don't even know. Sure they did, yeah. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be, uh, it, it's just up there. With the golden, you know. golden record, man. The golden record that was sent out. You don't know about yeah, the golden ju- record? Yeah, just floating up there with the Tesla. Yeah, the golden record, yeah. too. The golden record's been out there for a long time. It's much further along. <laughs> Tesla's yeah. just... Elon. Well, that is, yeah, that's interesting. So that was, okay, July 28th, 2015. Nice. So that was even close to the same day of the year as, it's like exactly, almost exactly seven years later. Put it back out. So That's cool. Uh, I found like a satire site. It says, uh, the Georgia Guidestones time capsule was opened. Uh, th- they found four items in it. An eight track of Saturday Night Fever, <laughs> a Peterbilt emblem, an October 1979 Playboy signed by Burnt Reynolds, and a bag containing 1,700 quaaludes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, weird, weird, weird. So, speaking of flashbacks, uh-huh. uh, they killed Al Zawahiri again. No. Did you see this? No, I didn't see this. No, this is didn't the big news. Back when we started the show. So, every, every uh, they've killed him. I think. Well, I don't want to. They've claimed he was dead, I believe, three different times now with this guy. But the one before was like up to like five times. So, <laughs> yeah. So they say they got him in a drone strike, but now White House confirms it does not have DNA confirmation of Al Zawahiri's death and got it through other sources as questions swirl over whether U.S. had any foreign help. But... I don't know, you know. 
my comment was, oh, did they throw his body into the ocean to avoid offending anyone after <laughs> drone bombing him? But uh, this is the same script with Osama bin Laden, and there's that other guy that they, you know, reported dead a bunch of times and then killed them again. So, and people are, you know, pointing this out on this side of it, but keep in mind the last guy, Trump killed him, and then, you know, people on the other side were saying, oh, he's, he faked it, that guy's already dead. It's like, yes, they, both Republicans and Democrats, do the same trick there. The, getting a lot of bad press, need something good, let's kill, let's kill a terrorist that's already dead. So. My favorite was the, wasn't it like one of the 19 hijackers that, took the September hijacked the planes in September 11th wasn't one of them like still alive <laughs> oh there was uh, at least one yeah yeah there was at least one but the guy's like hey uh hey that's my picture and I didn't hijack any planes and yeah <laughs> and I'm very much they, alive they just kind of swept that over like ah oh, it's a very common name yeah, yeah super common name it's it's weird that it's his uh, passport was on the ground on the World Trade. Yeah, yeah, just uh, building was pulverized to dust. Passport <laughs> fell, fell on the ground. Fell yeah. on the ground. You know how they found it? Uh, the FBI walked by. NASA. <laughs> NASA found the NASA found passport. Yeah. Yeah. They used the James Webb. <laughs> no, it was the Hubble back then too. Oh yeah, yeah. The Hubble was Pre-glow. still was Pre-glow. still sending back better and better pictures as it got millions and millions more miles away. So yeah, this is what was going on then. But uh, yeah. All right, you got anything else? Well, we we did a cliffhanger. We got to play your live clip, or is it over? Is this Greg Norman talking about live? So yeah, play try, like the we're gonna play try to take down Trump via live via. Don't don't you be play the play the first couple uh, minutes and then I will victory lap that you heard it on RRN before before Tucker and then we'll we can go from there. All right, let's see here. Yeah, you did happen to talk about that a while ago. One of our unbending life rules is don't get involved in things you don't understand. Don't take sides in arguments you don't really get. Um, but we violate it all the time, of course, because sometimes something really interesting happens and you just have to kind of wait in and see what it's about. That's exactly what's happening in golf right now. And as we should just say at the outset, we are not taking sides in this, but one of the biggest controversies in sports in many years is taking place between the PGA Tour and an upstart tour called Live. Now we watched this happen, we didn't know exactly what to make of it, but it seemed interesting. Lots of drama in one of America's top sports, a sport with a storied history. So we decided to go to Trump Bedminster, the golf club yesterday in New Jersey, and find out what was happening. While there, we talked to one of the best golfers in the history of sport, who's now the commissioner of Live International, and asked him, why are you doing this exactly? That would be Greg Norman. Here's part of our conversation with him. What is the business model? I mean, you're you're not signing your players to an exclusivity contract at all. They can play wherever yeah. they, else they want. Yeah. 
There are no TV rights at this point. You're streaming it for free. Yeah. They're putting a huge amount of money into it. That's obvious just from sitting here. So how does the revenue arrive? Well, the revenue will come in once we launch the league, right? This year is a startup. Yes. Right? Because, quite honestly, back in February when we were ready to start up, there was a few obstacles thrown in our way from the PGA Tour. And so we had to pull our reins back a little bit. For our viewers who aren't following it, can you give us a sense of those obstacles? Well, that's when the book came out about Phil Mickelson. There was some Phil Mickelson made some not so complimentary remarks about um, the Saudi, Saudi, where the money came from and Saudi Arabia. And then it snowballed and created a bit of a dominoes or a scary effect. And the PGA Tour came in and they obviously you know, did the right thing and trying to protect their monopoly came in and the, the players backed off a little bit. So we had to regroup. We're ready to sign the next week. We're ready to sign multiple players and launch the league. So we decided to take a step back, analyze the situation. We knew our model was where it was. We knew our investor was still there. He wasn't going anywhere. The money was in the bank, right? So we just made an adjustment and we worked around every obstacle that's been thrown in our path. So we came up with the invitational series to beta test lifts, right? Now, with the fans, Tucker, we did a survey for nearly 12 months around the world, asking fans from different tours, what are they like and what are they missing? And they came up, it was overwhelmingly more fan engagement, right? More fan experiences uh, and team sport. Give us more teams. And that's, we built the model around that. And our model, Tucker, is 100% built around the golf ecosystem from the ground up. So we're not trying to just destroy the PGA Tour or the European Tour. We're there to work within the ecosystem to show that it's big enough space. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, right? Billions and billions of dollars in the game of golf. Why would sponsors drop golfers for participating in live? Tucker, that blows my mind. And sponsors, by the way, who spend billions of dollars in Saudi Arabia. The PGA Tour. That's <laughs> a, a good point. Right? The Can P- you give us examples? I'll I'm give interested. you a prime example. The PGA Tour, I think, has about 27 sponsors on the PGA Tour, do 40 plus billion dollars worth of business on an annual basis in Saudi Arabia. Now, why doesn't the PGA Tour call the, the CEOs of each one of those organizations, oh, sorry, we can't do business with you because you're doing business with Saudi Arabia? Why are they picking on the professional golfers? Why? The male professional golfers. Females, the LPGA Tour, is sponsored by Aramco, right? Literally? Literally. The largest sponsor of women's golf in the world is Aramco. That not one word has been said about them, right? But why is it why is it on the guys? Why are we the ogres? What have we done wrong? We're independent contractors. We have a right to go play wherever we want in the world for whatever reason. Right, so what do you think it. that's about? It's clearly not about principle, obviously. So what is it about? It's a monopoly. They just want to shut us down, whatever. So the what he said there at the end. It's not quite correct. Aramco is a, is probably the biggest sponsor of women's golf in the world, but it's not a sponsor of the sponsor. LPGA Tour. Okay. It's a sponsor of a special series that's affiliated with the European LPGA Tour, so not quite the same thing, but anyway. Um, 
but the basic point I think is valid. It's like okay, the F- FedEx is the biggest PGA Tour sponsor, and they're bragging about their special arrangement in Saudi Arabia. You know, it's like it. <laughs> so it's it's okay to take money from these giant global corporations that do business in Saudi Arabia, but it's not okay to take money directly from Saudi Arabia. It's kind of, I mean, this is kind of the, the hypocrisy that he's pointing out, but this is same woke corporations that have the pride flag version of their logo here in the United States. And then in Europe, and they don't do that in Saudi Arabia, Arabia, (laughs) not in Iran or whatever. If you're logging in on Twitter to Saudi Arabia, that's just the BMW logo. It's just for BMWs. Over here, it's got the rainbow. Yeah, and so this is another situation kind of like, you know, Russia, Ukraine, where there are no good guys in the story. Like, you've got all the criticisms of Saudi Arabia and MBS are are pretty valid, you know. These are... But uh, at the same time, you've got these very evil companies sponsoring golf on the other side for their own their own reasons so um it's it's interesting and then the subplot which became much more obvious this last week because they had the event at trump bedminster which is a course uh a donald trump course and a, a very nice course that was supposed to host the pga championship last year and the PGA Tour and the, well, the PGA took it away from Trump after January 6th. I mean, and, yeah. And scheduled it to um, actually here in Oklahoma, up in Tulsa. But the, so the, Trump is nothing if not petty. Yes, right? 100%. Like, and I don't know if he had any plans to be involved in this at that point, but I could tell you after they they took away a world golf event from Doral, his place in Florida, and then they took the PGA Championship away from Trump Bedminster, and there was some other just kind of stuff thrown at him. And this is USFL all over again. Yeah. So this Trump was USFL going against the NFL, and USFL could have done fine if they hadn't tried to compete directly with the NFL. You know, if they had just been like the off-season league, um, they would have done done pretty well. But uh, you know, tr- Trump was was intent on basically taking over. I was a big card collector when I was a kid, and it was always you know weird in the '90s. You get all these cards, and it's like they had to they had to adjust the cards to show. All these people that were different, you know, Warren Moon. Was it Warren Moon in the USFL? There yeah. Was a, there was a bunch, but I don't want to say, I don't think Walter Payton was, or maybe... Uh, Eric, uh, was it Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker. It's a Herschel Walker or Eric Dickerson. Shoot. And now, now Herschel Walker's right. a Trump-endorsed Senate candidate in Georgia. It's yeah. Like, yeah. all comes full circle there, but... But yeah, yeah, the USFL, early 80s, you know, direct competitor. But yeah, I remember that as a kid trying to figure out, like, what is going on here? There's a whole other league? Like, what team is this I've never heard of? But yeah, right. they, And they had some stars. They had some stars. They had, they had some power. Yep. They had some juice. They they 
overspent to get some players, which is the same thing that Liv is doing. They're overspending to get credibility by getting some star players. Uh, the difference is that, you know, I'm sure those guys were rich, but they're not MBS rich. No, absolutely. They're not like yeah. throw $500 billion at a stupid line city in the desert for fun rich. <laughs> so this is, it's, it's interesting. So the, I don't know at what point Trump got involved, but he is most definitely involved. Mm-hmm. There's been let's go Brandon chance at yep. the last two events, the port and, including Portland and and this one. And Trump was there at this one with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Tucker Carlson, you know, hanging out in the, the press box, so that, which is what I think inspired the Let's Go Brandon chant. Um, so it's, I don't know, it's interesting. So it's lots of golf Twitter drama. Sure. But, I'm, and I'm noticing a trend, too, so... We're headed into, and I know this may come as a surprise to you, since you're an American, uh, but we're headed into one of the biggest sporting events in the world, probably, if not the Super Bowl, the biggest sporting event, which is going to be the World Cup, and it's going to be in Qatar. <laughs> where it's 130 degrees but. <laughs> yeah but it's it's coming up it'll be in a, in a couple months i'm sure it'll cool down but it's just weird you know the dude perfect guys my son's a huge fan of them they got a, a basically a vacation over there paid for by qatar so they got you know they do all their trick shots and those ki- those kids are christians those guys are christians and they're always trying to set a good example of, and i you know good clean fun but it, I couldn't help but notice the crazy amount of PR that went into the video. They only showed them the best stuff. But it's like, Qatar, you know, they're using basically slave labor to build these eight or nine different World Cup uh, stadiums. Supposedly mm-hmm. they're all so close together. For the first time ever, you can go to each one in a day. One of them is made out of shipping containers, if you can imagine that. But it just... <laughs> It's weird. That's know. where all the shipping containers went. There's like 900 <laughs> of them that they put in there. So anyway, it's weird that the places where they were telling us are super dangerous for women, and we need to 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 you know to bomb them, or we need to be in war with them, or we need to protect them from the other places that are there. <laughs> well, now yeah. Now are it, hosting multi-billion dollar sporting events, like getting in on the action. It just, the whole thing feels a little off. It feels like there was some backroom dealings, and there's, I mean, do you imagine the sex trafficking? Well, the World, the World Cup uh, is notoriously corrupt notoriously. can you imagine the sex trafficking that's going to go through like the world cup or live or whatever i mean this is there's a dark side to all this crap yeah and a yeah. lot of money flowing and you know saudi arabia not a great reputation recently on instagram with uh women with loose morals you know there there's been many many cases of these instagram uh I like. I know they like to call themselves influencers. I'll just call them 
loose moraled <laughs> barely clothed instagram women but they tell stories of getting paid crazy amounts of money to like come over and do god knows what you know spend the night with some saudi prince or you know oil baron and then whatever happens anyway i'm just saying well and that's feels odd yeah that the place of the that was once the villainized super bad muslims that we got to be careful of because they're going to take over the whole world according to bill o'reilly and all of that crew to now they're throwing around just as much money and bringing in big sporting events well and even worse than the instagram model stuff is the the children stuff i mean you get the foster kids that disappear you know especially if it's a western looking kid that's where a lot of them get shipped off to they get shipped off to saudi arabia yeah i didn't know that yeah yikes so yeah and i mean qatar is a, a different place but a lot of the same issues so. No, absolutely, and I don't want to feel like I don't want to be sounding like a typical American who just thinks that that all those countries are the same. I've actually been to United Arab Emirates, and uh, I don't think I'm going to help my uh, Jabal Ali. But anyway, um, it's just the whole thing. It's just weird. It's just weird now that they've gone yeah. from like the enemy to the location of the wars, to the location of the oil, to now we're just out of Iraq, and now there's huge sporting events there. It's like, wow. we I mean, mission accomplished. We, we did it. They, uh, they're spending billions of dollars on sports and, and paying huge car sponsors. Yeah. Like, we've, we did it. We spread. Well, I, I do have to say, you know, I, I do like the Paul Allen version of spending billions of dollars on you know the blazers and the seahawks and toys uh rather than the um did i say i said paul allen right you did say paul allen okay uh rather than the bill gates model of putting all his money into tax-free foundations to try and kill everyone so it's you know (laughs) Like it, I'd rather have the Saudis doing the sports thing than than focusing on their child trafficking. But yeah, I guess that's true. You'd rather have Damian Lillard than uh, Anthony Fauci. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As your number one player. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an interesting situation because there's the whole ESG thing and the whole kind of new world order agenda thing. And there is an element of competition, but there's also an element of it's one big club and we ain't in it type deal. Maybe that's uh, his, what's his name's uh, OBS's uh, MBS. I'm sorry. MBS OBS's Oklahoma Bureau of whatever. Uh, MBS's whole ESG ploy is like, hey, what if I make the worst possible city for the people, but it's like awesome for those that rule it? We'll call it the line. Yeah, this will be my ESG bid. No, it's all it. It all feels very hooked in with like the World Economic Forum, and it does, it does, and they're supposedly the enemy. Where's the Muslim Brotherhood and Al Qaeda? No, no, Klaus has been over to Saudi Arabia and done the whole. 
I know this, but I'm just Bethany. talking about as somebody yeah. who's watching the news on average, you know. Yeah. What what's going on over there? Yeah. No, it's all <laughs> not a lot of good guys, but uh it's I don't know, at some level I don't know. It I don't really blame the the golfers, I guess. Oh, yeah. definitely not. No, 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 I'm not yeah. blaming the golfers either. And the sports, you know, I'm not saying the World Cup is bad, but... Eesh. Actually, uh, Taylor Gooch is one of the live players. He's from Edmond, Oklahoma. No kidding. He's, his, they, you know, were trying to harass him about it. And he's like, hey, I'm just a dumb golfer. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but they're paying me a lot of money. <laughs> they were like $4 million, and I was like, okay. <laughs> So there's Matt Hoffman, but, the famous biker from Edmond, Oklahoma. I should drive. Oh, around, nice. I, should, I should drive around trying. Cousin to find Matt. His, yeah. yeah, I should drive around trying <laughs> to find his ramp. That I wonder if it's even still around. Supposedly he built one of like the largest half pipe ramp or whatever. Hmm. Ever here. It's a, it does he seem like there's and never the, left here. There's a lot of kids uh, into. Biking and four wheeling and stuff around. So yeah, it's just kids into outdoor activities, motorcycles, stuff. Yeah, leaving their house, not holding an iPad. Yeah. Lots of lots of lots of kids into that. All right. Well, I have a six minute clip about uh, pedophilia and grooming in our schools, which just seems like a downer at this point. So. Seems like a downer. Yeah. So I think I'm going to skip that one. I was going to check. You have. We haven't played any of your stuff. So I just want to throw out there, you know, actually Vin Scully just died. Like as we're doing the podcast, the Dodgers announcer, um, Bill Russell passed away who he was old. He was old. Um, but I looked back on his Twitter timeline. He was very COVID fearful Mm -hmm. and, all the way back to, and very liberal too, by the way. Uh, so he had a place up at Mercer Island for quite a while, but, um, and you know, back there, 2021, just got my COVID vaccination. This is one shot I won't block. I know it is difficult to get an appointment. My wife put in the time for weeks and finally got us in. No side effects to report. Good for you, Vic. Bill. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, I'm not saying the vaccine's responsible for every person that dies, but eh, some of them. So. Sure. sure. And that's, uh, the Naomi Wolf had a really good, uh, but disturbing substack. So, that was pretty much it what are we wrapping it up uh yeah yeah i think so So Uh, it was called facing the beast but okay yeah yeah i think that uh my american school system uh thing is too much of a downer but yeah uh turns out i was gonna say something to the effect of they took prayer out of schools and were like, this is a slippery slope. And everybody's like, no, it'll be fine. It's like 50 years later. Yeah, it's not going great. No. Not, not no. going great. We got teachers abusing kids, kids transitioning, teachers hiding it from 
their parents and helping them transition and all the while the video is showing all these clips of all these different headlines or different people who have been caught doing things or whatever and then there's somebody reading in the background like the steps to groom a child for sexual abuse and it's like yeesh a lot of that stuff seems to be happening hmm. yeah it's it's messed up i mean it's it's tough with kids you know <laughs> it's tempting to never let them go anywhere but obviously that's not the solution either but even there was a report that came out at the southern baptist convention southern baptist church has had a plenty of issues as well it wasn't just the catholic church but yeah there's so he you just have to realize that the the predators out there will try and get around children mm-hmm. and understand that you know if you're if you're not a predator you don't really mind having a background check or other stuff to other accountability or, or you know it's the famous so, uh, Adam Adam Carolla uh, quote or story his rubric for uh, measuring kind of litmus test is uh, or litmus test is the when there's a group of dads standing around and they said all right who wants to take all these boys you know who wants to take the you know the baseball team on a camping trip this weekend the uh, first guy to raise his hand that's not who should take the get <laughs> he said this oh, i'll take them all he's like nah that's not you want the one in the back who's like trying to duck out like i got dodgers tickets i'm not going to do this that's yeah. the guy that needs to take those kids out <laughs> yeah there's some truth to that but at the same time it's the you know it's also the responsibility of parents who you know aren't predators to get involved so that it doesn't end up falling to the the predators to to do everything there but absolutely that's one thing that's been kind of cool about moving in this neighborhood there's all kinds of kids and they all play together i just started knocking on doors introducing myself hi it's my son over here or his i saw him playing over here just wanted to in your yard my name is tim who are you (laughs) yeah i'm just i'm gonna be that guy like hey we're you know we're gonna get to know each other a little bit if our kids are gonna be playing together i'm at least gonna be able to to know what your name is you know right that sort of deal all right man well let's uh let's get out of here then i guess that's it so thank you for doing a show thank you for making your way back thank you for fighting off the Walking pneumonia slash summer cold slash sniffles slash not COVID or whatever. <laughs> slash, yeah, whatever, whatever it was. Slash so. whatever it is. Yeah, chemtrailitis. Chem I don't know. <laughs> A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say, where
Two. All right, I have two assignments for you, Andrew. One, the research safety razors would have been over. Two, research a little cigarette lighter that has a USB-A port on it. You can just plug that into the cigarette lighter and then use your regular cell phone charger. Just, that's all you need. Well, we we have one that fits my wife's phone, but not my phone. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking well, about just a little dongle. So you're saying I could in, take the, yeah. That yeah, goes in and the, it has a USB-A port. And you just use a regular charger. Stick it on there. That way you don't have to have a... Come on, man. What is this? The two, early 2000s? You have to have a a, a, a a car charger for a specific phone? Come on. USB. Come on. USB technology.